Welcome to another episode of Your Wife's Crazy Ass Podcast. I'm Monique. I'm Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Monique. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I would say it it feels like we just did this, but it feels like it's been forever, right? I know. We took one week off for, um, oh, did you know that this month is Mental Health Awareness Month? Yes, I read that it is. Mm -hmm. So... We celebrated by taking a week off for our for own our, mental wellness. Our mental health. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Much needed week. Um, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But we're back at it. We're refreshed and revitalized and somewhat and centered. Go. Yeah. <laughs> somewhat centered. Somewhat centered. Um, okay. So I'm going to just jump into it because I don't want this episode to run way too long, but I have a lot of stuff to talk about on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so for everybody listening, not last week, cause we took the week off, but the week before that we started talking about the four F's of trauma. So that is fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Last week we did fight. And this week is flight. Flight. Yes. But before we start, I think I want to go into a little bit more about what we're talking about in more general terms, because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are still a little confused uh, or not confused, but a little don't quite understand what, what we're discussing here. So I want to, first, I want to revisit what CPTSD and PTSD is. So CPTSD is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Most people I think now know what PTSD is. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they typically think of PTSD, they think of things that are like extreme physical trauma, like like car crashes or war, things like Mm -hmm. that. And CPTSD is kind of a newer thing. So there is differing opinions, but essentially PTSD refers more to like one singular event Mm -hmm. that causes the post-traumatic stress disorder. Whereas CPTSD is a prolonged period of Mm -hmm. traumatic events, particularly in early childhood that kind of forms who you are as a person and how you react to the world around you. Okay. Oh, well, this is good to talk about because I know that for schizophrenia, they say environment can Mm -hmm. cause that. So that can be like a side effect of complex PTSD, right? Right. There is a theory that most mental health disorders, so anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know about schizophrenia because I feel like that could be a lot biology too. But again, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but that all of those bipolar disorder, everything, multiple personality disorder Mm -hmm. is actually all just different manifestations of CPTSD. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way that you, you know, react to that trauma. So, so while PTSD, people think of it as extreme, you know, physically traumatic events, trauma is not just physical traumatic events. It can be anything that you perceived at the time to be shocking, scary, or dangerous. So yes, like life-threatening situations are all of those things, but so can like bullying or verbal abuse or neglect. Mm -hmm. And those are a lot of things that, you know, children experience. And that does also categorize, or that is also categorized as trauma, even though it's not a, like a visible trauma. Mm -hmm. And even like, even things like overbearing parents or parents with no boundaries, that can be very traumatic for kids growing up too. Oh my God. It, (laughs) because it, it distorts. attacked. 
right? <laughs> Get ready for this episode. Um, being neglected or having someone push their push the boundaries or, or be overly bearing on you, it distorts who you are as your own mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And then also, I want to make sure that people understand that your parents so so most of cptsd is going to come from your parents because it happens when we're children and your parents are the people that you're around the most right right and so i want to i want to clarify <laughs> that parents you and i are parents and we understand this you can do traumatizing things to your children mm-hmm. without being an abuser and okay. so and so when we talk about you know trauma it's not saying that all parents are bad um but it just says that experiences that we went through when we were younger can still traumatize us without it being classified as quote abuse does that make so, sense so yeah it does make sense so it's kind of saying everybody has everybody has cptsd right um so i mean there's no like what what type of parent would you have to be for your child to grow up without any kind of complex trauma Right. Well, and I think that's kind of where the biology comes into, right? So there's people that are just naturally more sensitive. They naturally Mm -hmm. need X, Y, or Z. And if they aren't given those things, then they're more likely to, when something traumatic does happen to them, Mm -hmm. and develop that post-traumatic stress disorder. So same reason why, you know, two people can get in a car crash, the same two people, this or sorry, not the same two people, but, you know, two people, the same car, the same accident, Mm -hmm. one person develops PTSD, one person doesn't. And so it is, there is some biology aspect Mm -hmm. to it. Um, But, you know, or siblings, right? Like siblings can have the same childhood, same parents, same experiences, but one of them in their, you know, pre-developed brain, (laughs) their little kid brain, sees this event as traumatic Whereas right. the other person doesn't experience it as traumatic. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that the event is quote traumatic or other people would see it as traumatic, right. but that they experienced it as traumatic and then it stuck with them and it started to create this inner voice within their psyche saying, you know, you're not good enough or you're stupid or whatever that inner voice says. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if everyone has CPTSD. I think a lot more people probably do than don't. And I think being there, you know, being there for your kids, being reassuring, teaching your right. children, you know, giving them security mm-hmm. really helps prevent that from happening. Mm. It's like when I sit back and I look at people and I can't think of a person after reading all these, the four F's and all that stuff, if I feel like I can like categorize, not yeah. professionally, but like I see, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I see the things coming through. Mm-hmm. But, but so, so the four F's, like we talked about last time, everybody falls into those categories in a good way, right? They're all good qualities that everybody possesses in them, right? You can get mm-hmm. angry sometimes, you can be flight, whatever. You can be all of these things at times. Mm-hmm. What pushes it over into, not bad, but what pushes it over into like a disorder is when it controls your life. So, mm-hmm. you, or when you're, when those reactions aren't healthy reactions to what's around you and they're not appropriate reactions to what's around you. So everyone knows like, you know, veterans that come home with PTSD, fireworks will give them flashbacks, right? It's the sound and it reminds them of this event. Mm-hmm. But with CPTSD, there's a thing called an emotional flashback. So let's say that, let's say you had a stepdad 
that beat you. And he mm-hmm. always wore leather boots. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now when you see someone wearing leather boots, you get that emotional flashback of yes. worthless or feeling uncared for or scared or scared. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's how, and you know what? And TMI, but that's exactly how I am with leather belts. Oh, fuck. sound of the buckle, the smell, the snap, mm-hmm. like when people bend it in half and snap I, leather belts. No, I can't. I yeah. cannot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, um, and that Whips and chains. Yes. With leather belts. <laughs> no. Oh, and, hi, Monique. She's and, back. We're going to get out of that moment. <laughs> yeah. See, oh. That's my complex. That's my trauma. Right. I'm funny. I'm funny. I gotta, I gotta laugh through the pain. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, that's a good coping mechanism. You know, I mean, you mm-hmm. do what you have to do to get through it until you deal with it. And a lot um, of comedians are like that, right? Stand-up mm-hmm. comedians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, you, throughout life, you develop coping mechanisms for everything. Mm -hmm. It's just when, like, if you could never be serious, or if everything was a joke to you, then that would obviously be something that's, it's not appropriate for the situation or for, you know, for your life or interferes with relationships. I think I went through that stage where everything was a joke in my twenties and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just now starting to like present myself as a more, um, professional individual not professional, <laughs> but like, you know a more serious more individual. serious yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm still not comfortable with it but here she is <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so I wanted to really quickly talk about that and also um that trauma is not comparable so just because you didn't grow up being beaten Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you don't have some lingering trauma and the effects of that trauma. It could, it, I mean, it's anything that you perceived to be traumatic, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of people really struggle with the diagnosis of CPTSD or looking past other diagnoses that they have that are truly attributed to trauma mm-hmm. because they don't view their childhood as abusive or as traumatic because it Mm -hmm. wasn't as bad as somebody else. And that's just not, you know, that's just not the case. It's that's something I had to learn. Mm -hmm. I think you taught me that what last year, right? Yeah. Well, when I was going through that, when I was going through that too, I mean, like growing up, I had like beaver cleaver family and my parents were, you know, I have good parents. They weren't abusive, but at the same time, I went through some really traumatic shit when I was a kid compared Mm -hmm. to things that you might have gone through, it doesn't even compare. But for me, it was still traumatic. And it's still, you know, throughout my life that, that one, you know, it starts with one thing, and then it puts that little seed in your head. And then every time something sets off that emotional flashback, it ingrains it and it gets bigger and it gets Mm -hmm. bigger and it gets bigger. Um, And so you don't have to have gone through something, you know, horrific, Mm-hmm. We still have the after effects of, of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There we go. <laughs> so let's, there it is. <laughs> um, so let's get to today's F, which is a light. Do you want to read off the things? Do you have this in front of you or do you want me to do it? I don't, you have to do it. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to be much help this episode at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have okay. these like big old lashes on. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to just fly away. I'll be screen. good for ab libs. Yeah. <laughs> ab libs? Ad libs? Ab, what is it? 
ad ad libs ad libs yeah ab ab libs <laughs> uh, ab libs okay <laughs> bra, bra. Uh, exactly exactly um, okay so these are the positive aspects of flight and so you might have these aspects and they're good and they're not you know they're not they're not bad they don't you know, affect your life negatively, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's disengagement, which is actually good. Being able to disengage from situations that are toxic, healthy mm-hmm. retreat boundaries. Hello. Oh um, industriousness. So what does industriousness what is mean? I don't, is it like, uh, I don't know when I hear that, it makes me think like, Oh, you like to hang out in like an industrial area, like factories, right? Industriousness. <laughs> How do I spell this? Hold on. Doesn't mean like build things with your hands. What is it? Oh, l- let me let me guess until you find out what it yeah. is. Until you find the definition. <laughs> oh, oh too late. Diligent what is and hardworking. Okay, that's what I thought it would be. Okay, oh. so you're hardworking. Yeah, you have drive. You're hardworking. Okay. Um, you have know-how, so you're you know you you get things and perseverance. So you have again just real drive. So this is a very type A personality. Like yeah. So those are the good parts of of flight. The bad parts of flight. <laughs> dun, let's dun, see. Dun. Let's see how many we can check off for me and maybe for you too. <laughs> um, obsessive compulsive. <laughs> <laughs> um, panicky. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Rushing, rushing or worrying because you're out running pain. Yes. Check. check. Drivenness. Check. Eh, not really. <laughs> You have your moments. You go through spurts. You do. Um, (laughs) Adrenaline junkie. Um, Mm -mm. I don't know if I'm that much. I don't think I can check that off. A busy holic. Yes, both of us. A micromanager. I definitely used to be. I've gotten so much better. You think you're a micromanager? The kids, maybe. When I'm not sleepy. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Compelled by perfectionism. Yes, Mm. me for sure. Uh, mood disorder. Mm. Yes. Check for me. <laughs> yeah. And ADHD. Well. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that? Like 80% of these things for both of us. <laughs> so, so those are characteristics of flight. So let's talk about. Like, so what kind how- of mask would that be? What, what, what's a flight mask? I, when I think of flight mask, I think of the Pinterest mom. I think mm-hmm. of the soccer mom who is perfect, perfect, perfect and planning everything and planning everything and doing everything and totally driven. And she does this and she does that. And da, 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 da. she's team mom. And we're like, how does she do it? She's amazing. Look mm-hmm. at her. She's mm-hmm. running the bake sale. She's doing this and she's doing that. Aww. Yes. Or, or it could be the workaholic guy. I'm, or workaholic girl. I don't want to be sexist, but but those are kind of like the two tropes that I see, right? Like the the dude who's always in the office, always working, always pushing, mm-hmm. always has to be perfect. Or or yeah, the 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 perfect super mom who mm-hmm. you think she's doing great, but then like once a month she has a full one breakdown. <laughs> mm. So then that kind of sounds like um maybe bipolar, right? Because you have a super high. Well, go, go, so go. I didn't I didn't read it because that's one of my triggers. <laughs> but, oh, um, is it on there? You sneaky, you sneaky it, bitch. I know. I, no. I, I didn't read one last week. Either. So yeah, mood disorder, bipolar. Yeah, that's one of my that's one of my triggers because when I was on the hunt to get diagnosed and to figure out what was going on, I got told that I w- I might be bipolar, which I it's 
I'm not, I don't fit the criteria for a bipolar, per, you know, someone who has well, what's bipolar the criteria disorder. For that? Real fast since we bought um, it. So, and I'm not, I'm not hundred percent on this, but from what I understand, it's, it's categorized by high highs, like, like manic phases and then really low, low depression phases. Mm. And because I was going through all of this, when I, um, when I was sick, I showed some of that, right? So when I was mm-hmm. feeling better, I would go with my flight <laughs> mm-hmm. and I would be go, 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 get it, get it, get it, be perfect, be better than this. Um, don't let this get you again. Mm-hmm. And then I would get to a point where I would run myself ragged and then I would just go down. Mm-hmm. And so that would present as depression when it, it I mean, there, sh- there was depression in there, but it wasn't like a clinical depression mm-hmm. like you would mm-hmm. see in someone with bipolar disorder mm. um so yeah do I don't I'm bipolar no of course no no okay. no I don't think so at all no mm-hmm. it, it's it's like two very very extreme mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had this um this client when I first started working as an esthetician uh she came in and she was super fun and like super like whoo whoo so excited you know, like just everything was amazing. I did eyelash extensions on her. She came back in the next day and said, I want more. I want them big. I want them long. I want blah, blah, blah. So I added more and it was like, it's just so amazing. So this, so that her husband called the salon. I want to say a couple days, maybe four or five days later mm-hmm. and explained that she has bipolar. She was going through a high. Yeah. And, um, and that's why, you know, she was in there, you know, she was in the salon spending all kinds of money and stuff. I guess one time when she was uh, going through an episode, she called their accountant and like had him purchase some like huge thing with like a lot of money. And like, it was like, she did a bunch of stuff when she was on her highs. And then when she was down, she was like hella down. But like, I removed the eyelashes because, you know, she was depressed. She was in her depressed stage and she was like, you know, I just can't do it. And I don't think Mm -hmm. I look good in them. And yeah, so I got to see firsthand the like extreme high and the extreme low. She was like a totally different person when she came in to have them removed. There's, there's a show on Amazon prime called modern love. And there is an episode with Anne. Anne, Anne Hathaway. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I've, I've I've read that that was a good depiction of what bipolar disorder is. If someone's mm-hmm. listening who has bipolar disorder, I'd love to hear more about your experiences with it. I hope we're mm-hmm. not um saying the Just wrong thing. Yeah. 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 That's not that's not what I want to do here. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So that would be more if if even if, that or if the theory of CP. PTSD is saying that bipolar disorder could just be CPTSD too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it can definitely look like that, especially the mm-hmm. flight, because you do have those high highs, but it's not because you're manic. It's because you're mm-hmm. triggered, you're traumatized. And so you're running away mm-hmm. from that pain. So your your go-to to, you know, save yourself from that pain is to mm-hmm. be perfect it's to be busy because the second you stop mm-hmm. that's when you start to think and that's when you start to feel again mm. um so that that's yeah that's why it can be seen as as manic oh well that that ooh, that makes me think though so like you know my statement necklaces and makeups and wig and and tutu dresses and I'm so fucking fabulous. I just, <laughs> is that, you are fabulous. I don't know. 
I mean, maybe, maybe that, maybe that's flight for you. I don't know if you, okay. So I, <laughs> I once read an article, remember when Lady Gaga wore that neat dress? Yeah. Okay. And she said that the reason why she dressed so outrageous, mm-hmm. um, was because if people are talking about her clothes, they're not talking about her. Mm. So I wonder if maybe that is something that you do where hmm. you, if people are talking about your fabulousness, they're not talking about your quote flaws. That would make sense. I think that being so popular, let me flip mm. here, growing up, definitely I developed a form of agoraphobia. Oh, okay. Which is an anxiety, which is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if so, that's going to show up on our freeze. Hmm. Is that on there? No, no. But I wonder if I wonder if it is. Like I wonder if it could be classified as freeze. Mm. But anyways, that's next week. Okay, so you think you're you think you're what flight? And I don't know what fun? I am. We could we know. could spend a hundred days talking about a hundred different things, and I'll find a way to <laughs> pin it to me somehow. <laughs> then I'll take a um, then I'll take a soul bath and try and like detach from it. <laughs> Manifested away. Didn't I yell freeze at you last episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said something. Okay, yeah, you're definitely yeah, definitely freeze. Okay, next episode will be about you. Um, okay, yeah, flight flight is like a hundred percent me. I've gone kind of like oh, that's another thing. Like we said last time, people are not typically just one. It's usually a hybrid of you know two, mm-hmm. um, and then you can be you can be certain things with certain people. So with your mm-hmm. husband, your family, you might be these two, and with coworkers, you might be these two. But all in all, it's just a defense mechanism for mm-hmm. how you deal with triggers to trauma. So for me, I can look back and be, and th- this is through a lot of a lot of work, but I can look back. And pinpoint times where I went through something and it put that idea in my head that I have to be perfect. I have mm-hmm. to work hard to get that attention that mm-hmm. I needed or that, you know, not love. Yeah, the kind of love that I wanted, the kind of love mm-hmm. that I needed. And so that I, I think if people find yourself very flight oriented in these Mm -hmm. characteristics try and look back and see when did I start telling myself that I had to do all of these things in order to be worthy or in order to be seen to be loved Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. so like the perfectionist right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. oh damn that's hard you know what this is why I like your wife's crazy ass because we're all so fucked up Like all of us women are so fucked up and like, you just need to recognize you're fucked up and that the woman sitting next to you is fucked up and just Mm -hmm. love her. (laughs) Right. Well, and, and learning this about yourself, learning this about yourself helps you recognize it in other people. It's kind of like, um, Mm -hmm. it's like this, this aha moment where it's like these glasses are taken off of of you and you're like, I fucking see the world and you are like this because of this Mm -hmm. and it's okay. I want you to be better but I understand you and it's not, Oh, that's what I want to talk about specifically about this. When, when I bring up, we're going to talk about Justin. Um, My so, Go ahead. <laughs> so your triggers, right. And your reactions to triggers and your, 
defense mechanisms mm-hmm. can trigger other people. Yeah. So uh, Justin and I went through some hard times a while ago, a couple years ago, and I at the time was more of like a flight fight, right? Mm-hmm. I would I had both of those characteristics where he was more of like a freeze fawn. Mm-hmm. And something would happen and I would get upset. And my instinct to being upset would be, you know, either like we're going to fight about this or mm-hmm. we got to talk about this. Tell me what's going on. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Mm-hmm. And that would trigger him into the freeze response so he would shut down Mm. and then that in turn would trigger me more Mm -hmm. because that reminds me of you know loneliness or feelings of 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 abandonment Uh and then I would just get more and more and he would go further and further into that freezing and not knowing how to respond and it Mm -hmm. was just this horrible circle where we couldn't, you know, the way that I responded to him and then the way that he responded to me, we could never get to like the real reason. It could have been like, like I asked him to pick up a towel when he didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. it could have been like the dumbest thing, but Mm -hmm. it just spiraled into this huge argument or this huge, like hurt filled experience for both of us because I didn't understand how I was triggering him and he didn't understand how he was triggering me. So it's it's important to know these things about yourself right. so that you can, you know, not just so that you can be better, but that you can be better for the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not your love language. It's your trauma language. What's your partner's trauma language? Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Yes. And they go hand and you, I don't think you can do one without the other, right? Because it's like, I know how, I know what he likes. And I know what makes him feel good. But if what I don't. It? Asking for a friend. <laughs> not, I am not going to tell you. <laughs> Justin, if you ever, if you listen to this, if you guys ever go through a hard time, you know, you can lean on me. <laughs> Don't you edit this out, Chelsea. I will you live it, Chelsea. <laughs> Justin, lean on me. He, he, gets, he gets so embarrassed when he listens to this part of uh, the, the, the Justin Love Corner. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where I was. At. This is oh, the part. Yeah. <laughs> this is the part where Darouche punches his steering wheel. <laughs> oh my god! As long as he's not punching Justin, Darouche. No, Justin has he nothing won't. to do Listen, with Listen, Darouche has enough admirers <laughs> in the neighborhood and on my Facebook page. He is. He was a rapper. I love that video. Oh yeah, nice. my little underground rapper. Mm-hmm. So, mm, yeah, <laughs> my graphic. <laughs> leave that in the podcast i'm leaving it all in i'm not getting rid of anything in this podcast it's all staying darusha's hit is big enough he has enough fans (laughs) he can he can share me with justin (laughs) holy god all right let's get back on track here um so Back back to flight yeah i think flight is hard because it's not very disruptive to your life like fight or freeze Mm -hmm. or fawn would be um because a lot of the negative aspects of it are still seen as positive positive yeah Mm -hmm. so so would a flight person kind of take on more than they can handle just because they look like the i got it all i can do it all let's get this done type of person yeah absolutely it's literally like 
fight or flight, like, mm-hmm. like animal dog, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I'm scared of something. And so I'm going to literally run from it. Mm-hmm. So you're running from it by being busy. You're running from it by being out and about all day long because you don't want to sit alone in your thoughts. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> Let me just hold up a vagina candle. <laughs> it smells like banana bread. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, but it sucks because it's like when I was in my extreme flight mode, I would get compliments and, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, good for you. You're working hard. You're, you know, doing this and you're successful, but I was working like 14 hours a day, like Mm. literally 14 hours a day. Ooh, were you in this mode when we were by the pool and you were being pressured to, to paint that, um, Mm. mm -hmm. because you Um, were doing a lot at that time. I was doing a lot at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's right before I got diagnosed. Mm-hmm, it I was. Think that was right before. So well, were you in a flighty like space? No. We yes, yes. I was in. I got so right before I got diagnosed, and the reason why I got diagnosed, we're going to talk a little bit about this. It's more next week, but I at some point went from being fight flight to being flight freeze, mm. and so any time, so I would keep myself busy, keep myself busy. And then I would hit a wall and I would just shut the fuck down and whatever we're normalizing. So I'm going to talk about this, even though I don't like to, um, it got so bad to where I, and the reason why I got diagnosed with, with PTSD first and then CPTSD when I saw a trauma counselor was I thought I had like onset adult autism or something because Mm. I would just my brain would shut off it would just shut off Mm -hmm. um and it's called it so it's called depersonalization um and derealization Mm -hmm. and it's basically like I would just be walking around having my day and then all of a sudden it felt like I was stoned out of my mind like I was Mm. just it was the craziest feeling and I was it scared the shit out of me and it because, was a it was a prolonged side effect of your CPTSD. It was mm-hmm, it was that freeze response. My brain oh my just shut down. Okay, this is this is interesting because I think I told you like I'm so scared and I feel like I'm showing early signs of um, dementia. Oh, it could but maybe be. that's what it that's what it what it is. It could absolutely be. Yeah, it's it kind of like be. like back to animals. You know those fucking fainting goats? <laughs> yes. That, I that love is things. that Oh, it's so sad. Do you know why they did they, they breed them like that so that they, they faint and then the wolves come and eat those instead of the <gasps> other animals? Isn't that horrible? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's I know, terrible. It's, so, it's horrible. It's so sad. They're like the kamikazes of goats. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh they're gosh. they're literally like sacrificial lambs. <laughs> that's that's horrible, but it's hilarious when you see I know. They're still so cute. They're still But so that's cute. how you felt? That's yes. what you were? Yes. And it was weird because it at the time it was like there was no rhyme or reason to it. And then and it was so extreme from mm-hmm. being, I'm here and I'm there and I'm doing this and I'm running 14 businesses and I'm teaching mm-hmm. myself how to, you know, fucking whatever the, the hobby of the week was. Uh, twiddle. 
Yeah. <laughs> <To twiddle. laughs> yeah. So I was teaching myself how to twiddle. And, and I would go from that to being like superwoman to, I couldn't even like remember my name. It was just mm. like so extreme and it was so scary. Cause I would, mm -hmm. I would like be driving and all of a sudden I'd be like, I cannot even like focus. I can't, it, it was so, so frightening. Mm. Um, but, but that was, that was a, a PTSD response to me feeling, you know, threatened or unloved or, you know, whatever. So, um, so what helped you medication helped that? No, EMDR, mm. EMDR helped all of it. Mm -hmm. And it's because, so medication, I am a huge advocate for medication. If you Same. need medication, get the fuck on medication because yeah, do it. it can help you. However, take the stigma of medication away. It's away. so stupid. It's so yeah. fucking stupid. Like if you have any other medical condition and you take medication, no one talks shit on you. Exactly. Like nobody. And mental health can be just as deadly as cancer, but we don't talk shit on people for doing chemo. Mm -hmm. Why is it different? It's, yeah, makes me mad. Um, so, so yeah, so medication can help with your symptoms. They mm -hmm. can make it better. And for people who either don't have the time, don't have the resources, or don't have the strength, and I hate, I hate saying that but they just can't get through the work of proper trauma therapy. Mm -hmm. Medication is amazing. It's amazing. But to really deal with trauma, you have to deal with the trauma. And so we, <laughs> for people who cannot see, Melissa is making a horrible thing. She's like melting. You look like one of those people and you look like one of those little like mermaid creature things and in, in the little mermaid when they shrink. <laughs> the, what, what are they called? The, my, my the souls or something? I don't know. The poor unfortunate soul. The poor, yes, you look like a poor unfortunate soul right now. The thought of doing trauma. That I was, I was going for that, that ugly like baby, baby, uh, Jif, the dancing baby. You know the baby. No, I don't. You I do because you sent it to me. It's like a baby mask, and it's like oh fuck that thing. Ooh, ooh. Goes, yes, where like half its head goes up. Oh god, yeah. that, that thing traumatizes me. That's the look I was going for, but I'm glad you took it to Disney. <laughs> always, always. Um, so, so yeah. So medication is great. Medication can can definitely help alleviate your symptoms or get rid of your symptoms altogether. But if you get off of medication or if the medication stops working, then the those symptoms are gonna there. they're gonna come back exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I was off of medication already because I had gone through that stem cell procedure. So I stopped all of my medication because I was on Zoloft for my OCD. Mm -hmm. um, so I was off of all my medication for that. And did you like Zoloft? Um, at the time, Zoloft worked great for me. Um, uh -huh. I got Zoloft. So I had, I got diagnosed with OCD when I was pregnant with my little one. What were um, your signs? I, what were you showing with your OCD? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> so because when I, people think of OCD, for, I think of like counting light switches no, and like no, opening closing that's, doors. That's like Hollywood OCD. Right. Um, so I got diagnosed with postpartum anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <gasps> that's a thing? 
Yes. Like I went through it with Nala, but I didn't realize it was like actually a thing. That is actually a thing. Everyone talks about postpartum depression, but nobody talks about postpartum the anxiety. anxiety. It's crippling. Yes. Cripple- yeah. yes. Crippling. Yeah. I and thank God I had a very good friend of mine. You know, we don't talk very often, but I had reached out to her or she reached something. We were talking for some reason and I mentioned what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, the same fucking thing happened to me. You have to go see somebody. You have oh to go talk gosh. to somebody. And so I went and I talked to somebody and I had to wait to be put on medication because I was pregnant and I was in my mm-hmm. first trimester. And that's a whole nother fucking episode about how horrible <laughs> mental health professionals can be. Um, but anyway, so my OCD, um, so there's, there's, so it's obsessive compulsive disorder. So there's the obsession parts and then there's the compulsion parts. And some people have one, some people have the other, some people have both. For me, it was, I had a lot of the compulsion stuff when I was a kid, like counting and and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. as an adult, it was like, they call it like pure O OCD, where it was just the obsession thoughts. So it was got everything, but one of my, it sounds crazy, but one of my biggest triggers would be if we were driving down the road and I saw like roadkill, you know, mm-hmm. I would, it would play out like this. Oh no, there's roadkill. How sad. That poor animal. What did that poor animal go through? Oh my oh. God. What if that was somebody's pet? Oh my God, that poor pet. Oh my God, that poor person. That poor person must be so sad. Oh my God. What if that was my pet? Oh my God. I would be so sad. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Did I leave the door open? Is it my dog? Did my dog get out? And it would just spiral out of control to where I was like panicked that, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be, it could be a squirrel, Mm -hmm. but I would just have so much pain (laughs) inside of me for this animal because I internalized it and I I just couldn't stop focusing on it. Um, So that was definitely like one of my big, big triggers. Oh my gosh. Um, Not to that extent. Not that I know of. I don't know. But oh my God, it is horrible thing. And it's now that I'm thinking of it, it's it's horrible. But I I thought it was funny before this. (laughs) Say it. Oh no, say it. Oh my gosh. and I thought it's part of me being a fun mom. Hey, okay. So <clears throat> I'm worried now. It be worried. It's not that bad, but like, um, well, you, all right. So, you know, when you go to IHOP and like, there's like pancake with the smiley face pancake. Yeah. So Caleb won't eat anything with a smiley face on it. <laughs> you put so, a face on something. He's, he's like, like a, such a little tender that. heart. He's such a sweetheart. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't realize that it fucks with him that bad until this year because <laughs> All right. First of all, um, and this is how we traumatize our children. This is how we traumatize our kids. Now I have to damn it, damn it, damn it. All right. So when I first discovered that he was like this, um, I have this bush by the front door. And when he was like two or three, every time we'd go in or out the house and he saw that bush, he would pull on it and pull the thing and start to go bald. Right. Uh-huh. So one time he pulled it and I was like, ow, buddy, why'd you pull my hair? And he went, oh, what? I'm sorry. And then <laughs> he would start saying hi and bye to the bush every time we leave the house instead of pulling the thing. And then like, if I put smiley faces on his food, I'm like, hi, buddy. Right. And so uh-huh. he won't eat the things that have smiley faces unless I give him permission. 
or like, or, oh my God, this is so bad. <laughs> or I I'm feel like, for him so oh my God. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> no, don't do it anymore. Don't do it. But, right. but do you see how it started out like innocent and cute and fun? And now I, I'm like, I just fucking get up. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, you don't have to quote abuse your kid right, for right. traumatic things to happen. It could just be something as simple as that. Right. And now as he has this complex about, yeah, totally. you know, or and like it, if it's something that he doesn't, he doesn't like to, well, he usually eats most uh, vegetables and fruits because he likes uh-huh. them. But if it's like something he doesn't like, like he doesn't really like potatoes, but if I make like a bunch of little cut up potatoes and have him, come on, just take one bite. He'll take one bite. And then I'll make the other potatoes be like, Hey, can I go inside where my mommy is? And he'll be like, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> you, I'm not, do you know that there's a, <laughs> No. Do, you, do you know that there's like a weird fetish about people being eaten <laughs> like they what? Yeah. what the fuck there's a fetish for everything what the hell <laughs> oh my god he's gonna grow up to be that person that like he's not gonna be like eat me what do you mean yeah that's like, literally what it is <laughs> totally not gonna do that <laughs> i rebuke that <laughs> I right. listen. I we'll, ch- we'll, ch- we'll check back in. Well, yeah, we'll we'll check back in then. But I I've stopped making his food talk to him. I uh-huh. stopped putting smiley faces. Now I just like put like hearts and stuff. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah, yeah but uh, like I got him reindeer because his birthday's around Christmas. I got him um reindeer um donuts for the class. Uh huh. And he, he wouldn't eat his reindeer. Nope. He's like, no, fuck that. It has a face. I'm not fucking with it. I don't fuck with things with faces. But, and and this might be why he's he's like complete almost almost complete vegan. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's he cares. He cares. He cares. Yeah. He cares. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor he is kid. a sweetheart. I love him so much. He's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> Major complex now. <laughs> oh, that's my bad. <sighs> and Nala doesn't care. She's like, hey, <laughs> hi guy. Hi. Do you want to do you want to die? You ready to you ready to go on my belly? Uh, see, but uh, there's but a party again, in my tummy. But again, that that goes right back to what we were saying. Where yeah. same situation, same parent, same same, same totally but different. But he is more on. He, he's a little bit me, a little bit meeker <laughs> than Nala, yeah. and she's more strong willed. She's more you know mm-hmm. opinionated, and so different things affect mm-hmm. different people in different totally. ways. And so, in fact, he won't eat rice now because she told him rice was made out of horses. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why did you say that to him? I was just joking. And he's like, uh, there's a chance it could be. Like, I don't know who's lying to me in this situation. I'm not thinking with rice. Right. Which which segues <laughs> into um, real quick because we're running out of time right now. But that really that segues into siblings traumatizing you and in, oh in God, Gretchen's yes. article. Like, yes. I'm sure that Gretchen doesn't think of her sister as an abuser. Right. Or not a traumatizer. But mm-hmm. that stupid childhood picking on. Mm-hmm. really affected her totally and so much so i mean she didn't forget about it she wrote it and now it's here forever right <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah and uh, and but okay gretchen's blog was amazing bomb. yeah bomb gretchen yeah. amazing love the blog yeah it was really good if you guys haven't read it check it out but yeah it's it's 
so many things can be traumatic, especially Mm -hmm. at that young age. And then, and you see in her blog, it started with that. I mean, it probably started a little bit before that with some other things that made her feel, you know, not worthy of whatever, Mm -hmm. but that was kind of like a catalyst. And then from there, every time she felt that same rejection of not being good enough, whether it was Mm -hmm. true or not, Mm -hmm. it just cemented that trauma into Mm -hmm. her and made it Mm -hmm. bigger and more part of her life until she just had to take, you know, drastic actions to, Mm -hmm. to feel better about herself. Right. And, and that's what, you know, if you're, if you want to do it that way, if you want to do it through therapy, if you want to do do it through medication, whatever you do to deal with that trauma, you have to deal with that kind of root problem Mm -hmm. or else it does take over your life. You know, it takes over. It's crippling. Yeah. Mm. kudos to you Gretchen I'm so proud of you you're so amazing yes. you're awesome yeah, Woo. yeah. <laughs> uh so do it for your sanity not your vanity exactly do it for your sanity not your vanity love it okay so it's about time to wrap up next week we're going to be talking about freeze even though we talked a lot about freeze today but yeah, we'll talk about check us out on Facebook yeah, check us out. Join join the chat group. Um, follow us on Instagram. I need to do more work on Instagram. That's my bad, guys. But follow me anyway. La, la, la. We're getting there. We're getting, We're getting there. there. You know what? I, I will not give over to my flight response to make sure everything is perfect right mm-hmm. away and instantly. Mm-hmm. It is a um, constant checking of my responses to not feeling good enough. And mm-hmm. telling myself it's okay. It's Did okay. you tell your mom about the uh, podcast? No. Ooh, I'm a teller. You don't know my mom. I'm gonna find her on Facebook and write her. No, <laughs> I'm gonna write your sister. I'm gonna be like, Did you know? Can you believe Chelsea didn't? Oh my gosh. And then I'm gonna have them listen out of spite. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. They can listen. They can listen. They can listen. I know. I told you I'm working on it. I am working I on the perfectionist on shit. It. I'm not perfect at my perfectionist shit. Well, I, I love that. It, I love that it's a it's a rough draft right now, and like we're presenting ourselves roughly. And as we like develop and grow and become amazing and more more seasoned mm-hmm. and, and and perfect, um, things will get better. Yeah, things will get better, yeah. and all our our grassroots tribe members will be like, I remember when. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. when I'd comment and they'd fucking reply. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. This is, um, <clears throat> this is the part of the episode where Monique goes completely off the rails and completely off topic. <laughs> so, uh, what's up with the word Sunday, right? Like, is the sun always out? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't do, uh, Chelsea's politics corner, we're not doing, uh, Monique's rambles. <laughs> No, you can't. You know I want to. You know I I want to say some shit. You know I do. This is part of why I had to center myself. Yes. (laughs) Me. Mm -hmm. me, mm, Yeah. mm -mm. Uh. Uh. Couldn't do it last week. Uh. Uh. I can't. But I would just like to say this real fast. It's like I've I've noticed all the people who post. You know, we can have different of opinions and and still be friends. And yes, that's true because I love people, but. 
when it there's a difference between difference of opinions on topics amongst friends and difference of opinions amongst life mm-hmm. my life we're you not know? we don't have a difference of opinion on where to go for dinner or if mexican food or chinese food is better it's Sorry. humanity and it's about me and, and be a good fucking person. Yeah. We and, can't and have I'm a sorry. difference yeah. of opinion on that. When, sorry. Yeah. Whenever you have an opinion on a topic that has the word black in it, it's literally my life. It's not a subject. It's I live, breathe, sleep, walk, talk. I am black. It's me. It's not, it's not right. a topic. It's a person. Think of that. Right. And, <sighs> and shut your mouth. Cause you don't have anything to fucking say about it. Nothing to it's say. Like, Nothing sorry. to say. Like I, I don't know. Ah, ah, I'm getting. I'm getting hot. I'm getting. Don't do it. I'm. No, no don't do it. We're gonna. <laughs> we'll we'll end on a high note. Um, <laughs> oh, right. that was a good high note. It's my Patty Labelle. <laughs> it's beautiful. Alrighty, I'm leading us out. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, this has been your wife's crazy ass podcast. Tune in next week when we discuss the third F freeze and you'll hear, I don't know, fun for shit. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>